Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Masechas Gitin Da Pehe. We're starting about two thirds of the way down on Pegim Lamed Beis at the two dots. We had learned in our Mishnah that Kasvo Besocho that if a person had written into the star, um, and they then tried to erase the condition that they put into the star, that that is insufficient. They'd have to start with a new get. So then Rav Safra chimes in and says something that seems fairly simplistic, and that leads to a little bit of a dialogue in the Gemara. Amar of Safra, Kasra Besocho Tanam. He literally repeats the Mishnah and says the same exact thing that the Mishnah said before. So then why would he do that? So says the Gemara, Pshita, that's obvious. Kasra Besocho Tanam, your mom is quoting the Gemara. Why would you say that? So it says, Maybe when he wrote it in the get, he wrote it after the Iker part of the get. And therefore, uh, we might have thought things were different. Had he written it before the Torah, had he written the condition before the essential part of the get. So then, I might have thought that even with a verbal addition of the Tznaim that he mentioned in our Mishnah would have been puzzled. Kamash Malan, that the verbal does work under those circumstances. If it's Lifnei HaTorah, we'll see a reflection of this in the Gemara in a Halacha frame in just a couple of minutes. Then Rava argues, We're only talking about a case where uh, it was actually written after a Torah, for the condition was written afterwards. That had it been that the condition was made before the Torah, so then it would be uh, a zero, even if it was done with Bepet. So that's the machlokas between uh, Rav Safra and Rava. Rava follows his own sheet. Rava used to say to people who were the people who would write Gitten, he would always give them the following warning. What would he say to them? He would say to them, make sure to tell the husband, make sure that the husband stays silent. Just please wait until they write the Torah of the get. So as you can see from Rava, that's how he thought things should be, is that we don't want the husband even to speak because it's possible that if he says it at just the right slash wrong time, that just by talking about a condition that can cause for, uh, for an invalidation of the get. And that brings us to another brisa, seven lines or so from the bottom of Pedal and Mabez. Let's continue. Tanu Rabbon and the rabbis have taught us in a brisa. Kol Hatanoyin Poslin Beget Divrei Rebbe. Rebbe says that Tanoyim cannot be in a get at all. They ruin it. The Chacham Momrim Kol Sheposel Al Pe Posel Bechsav. It depends. If the type of condition that you're adding is Posel Bechsav, is Posel Befeh, when you say it out loud, then that would also be problematic Bechsav. And anything that isn't going to passle something verbally will be fine to add into the get directly. Uh, that's what the Gemara says over here in, in regards to the Chacham. And the Gemara gives an example. It's if a person were to say, except for, you know, you're allowed to, you're fully divorced, except that you can't marry Chayim, like as we were discussing the other night. The Chacham would say that that's Posel al that ruins everything, and therefore you can't add that to uh, to the get. If you say almanas, which means on condition, so that's she'en oposal alpe ain't oposal bechsav, because the chachamim hold that the condition is a zero. So they say, therefore, uh, because there's no psal when you say the condition out loud, if you say almanas that you can't marry chaim instead of you simply cannot marry chaim. So then ain't oposal bechsav. In regards to this b'risa that we just saw here at the bottom of the page between Rebbe and the Chachamim, we actually have a, a narrowing of the scope of the machlokas between the two. And the two lines from the bottom of the page, the Gemara says, Amar, 
The Machlokas, as Rashi points out, the Machlokas of Almanas between Rabbi and the Rabbanon that's written before the Torah. The argument is when the condition is written beforehand. You can only marry, you can you can marry anyone in the world except for Chayim. So that, the Gemara says, the only Machlokas is when it took place prior to the writing of the Torah, if the Iker portions are to get to Rabbi Sovar Gazrin and Almanas Atuchutz, that really objectively there shouldn't be a problem. But Rabbi extends Gzeir of Almanas Atuchutz, we're afraid that... Um, a person might write chutz, which is we know is categorically problematic. There are on the last line, So maybe the machlokas is only lifnei atorah, because only where the condition was brought and mentioned that she can only not marry Chaim. She can marry everyone in the world except for Chaim. So says the Gemara, that's only true lifnei atorah. That's what the machlokas is. If the condition was added after the Torah, and that brings us to the top of then Dibriyakol Kosher, Everyone would agree that that is going to be kosher. Umas Nisan. What about our Mishnah? The Katani Kaswo, where that was the case we started with today, where a person had written into the get the condition. So there, Vu Kimna Bachutz, we made an Kimta that in our Mishnah we were talking about Bachutz Aval, what would be implied that if we're talking about a case scenario where we are La'achar HaTorah, where the condition was added after the acre of the get, so then says the Gemara, the Gemara of Almanas, Lopa, so that would not ruin it. How do we understand that? There's two ways to understand our Mishnah where we see that it's low possible, that it's not possible. Says the Gemara, Perhaps we can say that our Mishnah is talking about a case scenario where it's where it was written. The condition was written prior to the essential portions of the Ged, but it's according to the Rabbanon. Or perhaps we're talking about um, where the condition was added after the Iker portion of the Gat was written, and that's with the Reakol, and everyone would agree to that. The Rav Omar, we had just seen a qualification of the Brice on the bottom of the page in the name of Rav Zera. Now we see that Rav has his own qualification of the Machlokas in the Brice. Four lines down on Pehei, Amir Aleph says the Gemara, the Rav Omar Machlokas Torah, no. The machlokas of Rabbi and the Rabbanon is when the condition was made la'achara Torah. The Rabbi Savar Gazrinan not to leave Torah. They were concerned that even though right now it's written after the Torah, we're afraid that someone's going to easily confuse the location of the writing of this condition, which right now is after the Torah, and be'ikaron, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. But Rebbe's concerned that someone might not be such a Talmud Chacham to know the fine distinctions of when the condition is written. And he's concerned that perhaps a, a get could be written where the condition is written before the Torah, and that's very problematic. And the rabbis are not concerned about that, that if the condition was written after the Iker portion of the get is written, he says there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's no gzera of achar hatorif atu lifni hatorif. Aval, what would happen with the machlokas between Rebbe and the Rabbanon if the uh, case scenario we're dealing with is mamish lifni, aval lifni hatorif? If in fact the condition is that it's beforehand, so then the Gemara says, the Rehakol puzzle, then everyone would agree it's puzzle. So it says the Gemara, what about our Mishnah? Because remember, we're analyzing this Brisa from the bottom of Pei and Pei. It says the Gemara, Masnisa, what about our Mishnah, the Ketani Kasvo, that if in fact it, our Mishnah says that there was a writing, uh, and we said that it's puzzles, it says the Gemara, we said it was uh, talking about a case where she said, 
where she was told that you can marry everyone except for Chaim. Aval Almanas lo paso, but had it been that it was Almanas, then that would not be problematic. Perhaps that's talking about a case that is the Rabbanon, and it's the Acharatora. So our Mishnah can be explained one way or the other. In other words, this Brayso, where we see a Machlokas between Rabbi and the Rabbanon, and we see two versions of how to understand that Machlokas Rabbi and the Rabbanon. One is the, the lens of Rabbi Zera, and one is the lens of Rabba, but neither of these make it impossible for our Mishnah to be understood. And the Gemara says 10 lines down or so on Pehei Amar Aleph, Tani Avua de Rabbi Avin Kame de Rabbi Zera, Kosav Get Altanai de Reakol Pasal. So Avua de Rabbi, the father of Rabbi Avin, said in front of Rabbi Zera that if a get was written with a Tanai, de Reakol Pasal. And the Gemara says that's not true because Rabbi Zera himself in the bottom of the page was just commenting on this exact machlokas. Says the Gemara, de Reakol Pasal, Vahamiflag Pligi. It's not correct. There actually is a machlokas about this. You can't just say that there's no machlokas when there is. So what did uh, what did he mean over here? The Gemara says we need to change the language. That when Avu the Rebbe Ovin was talking in front of Reb Zero, in the case of a man who was Kosav Get Al Tanai, and he said to Reakol Kapasol, Elaima, it should have really been a Reakol Kasher. He just had the wrong word. There's a mistake. Everyone should agree that it's fine because the Almanas is really not much going on there. Chutz is a problem. Almanas is not a problem. Says the Gemara, if that's true, Behechidami, when would the writing have taken place in, in such a case? It must be La'achar HaTorev. If that's true, then Belema, what we should have said is HaReza Apostle, not L'divri HaKol Apostle. It should have said HaReza Apostle, the Rebbe, and it would be according to the Shita of Rebbe, as we saw earlier on the page. So says the Gemara, no, Tana Divri HaKol Asniye. We knew that the words Divri HaKol were in the Mishnah, and we had to figure out, was L'divri HaKol followed by the word Kosher or followed by the word Apostle? That's the part that we were unsure of. Um, uh, and kosher b'pasol, that's easy michlafla, it's easy to make a mistake. So when you know the words of the hakol are there, um, so then the only editing to make is to change it from pasol to kosher in order to make the brisa to make sense. It's not a brisa, actually. It's the comment that was made by Avod Rabbi Avin in front of Rabbi Zerah. Masha'en kein, harezeh, if the language had been harezeh, so that's very different. We don't think that the person who authored this brisa or the people who are memorizing this brisa made a mistake in the words of Dibriyakol. That's not common, that when the brisa really should have said, we wouldn't have made the error in writing that down and passing on this brisa to say the words or to say the words of Dibriyakol if they shouldn't be there. And therefore, it makes more sense to change the words of kosher to pasal. That brings us to a new Mishnah. This new Mishnah and the duration of today's conversation is going to be about lingering remnants of marriage and its impact on a divorce. As we know, the Torah says, But as we've been discussing, there are numerous case scenarios where a husband leaves over a remnant. That was exactly the case we were dealing with in the past Mishnah, but we're going to see more cases of it today and analyze it more deeply, which is what happens if a husband says, that you eat pig. Uh, or you don't eat pig. That you don't marry chai. So we're going to learn a few more cases like this. So let's start. We're in a new Mishnah. Pehei Amaralev, a third of the way down. If a man says, You're allowed to marry anyone. You're just not allowed to marry your father or my father. That's a pasuk in Chumash. So we'll see how that works out. You can't marry my brother and you can't marry your brother. 
also a pasuk in Chumash. The Eved Ulaovid Kochavin. You're not allowed to marry an Eved, which we already know from Shtet and Chumash, and Ulaovid Kochavin can't marry a Goy. Thank you very much. It's Captain Obvious. Everybody knows this is true. Then the Mishnah adds in one more layer. Mi she'ein la alav kedushin. And if he adds in anyone at all, with whom Kiddushin is not even Chal, like all of the people in this Mishnah. In such a case, the get is kosher. Why would the get be kosher? Because your condition is, is ridiculous. Your condition is mamish, your, it's mamish mufurash psukin that are, that are in Chumash. So if you make a, a get, if in, uh, the husband says, that you're going to be Megureshes, but it's on condition that you don't marry your father. There's no Chalos Kiddushin by a father. So his condition is a zero. So then, therefore, we basically cut and delete the line that he says about the father, because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Lamaisa. The get is still going to be kosher, because you're saying that your condition is about a person with whom condition isn't even chal. That's ridiculous. And therefore, the get is chal. And as for the next part of the Mishnah, things are a little bit different. Let's say a husband instead says, you're divorced from me. Ella, um, you're not allowed to marry the following people. Which granted is Aser, but there is Chalos of uh, Kiddushin. Grusha Vichalutza Lekoin Hedyo, same deal, where it's Aser, but there is a Chalos of Kiddushin. Mamzer Sunasin Ali Yisrael, Bas Yisrael, Mamzer Lenasin. And all of these cases, Vichomishi Yeshla love Kiddushin, Afilu Be'avera, also. If the condition that the husband puts into a get is that you're not allowed to marry, uh, people, you're, you're allowed to marry anyone in the world except for people for whom there is a chalos kedushin, even if it's done be'iser. So then, paso, and this is interesting. So let's just give one of the specific examples. A man says to a woman, you are hereby divorced and can marry anyone with the exception of if uh, uh, to marry a mamzer. Now, I felt, Peter, that's a pasuk in Chumash, like in the first half of the Mishnah. But unlike the first half of the Mishnah, where all of the examples were cases where the Kedushan is not Chal, here, if a woman does violate the Avera of marrying a Mamzer, but the mechanics of the marriage actually work, and she would therefore be married, I felt, Peter, it's Aser. And because that condition is one that can be acted upon, because there is a Chalos Kedushan, so therefore, the get is problematic, and it would be puzzle because that that condition is not a normal condition. Says the Gemara in the beginning of our Mishnah when it says, and this is three lines into that new Mishnah, What does that mean? Says the Gemara, Klala. We added in the general rule, Klala Duresha. The first time it says v'chol in the beginning of our Mishnah, that's la asuye sha'ar chai that comes to teach us that all cases where there is a chiyukrisus in being with that particular person, that if that becomes the condition of the husband, the get is going to be kosher. What about klala de seifa? At the end of the Mishnah, when it says, that any restriction that a husband makes on his newly divorced wife, that she can marry anyone except for, let's say, a mamzer, where there is a chalos kedushin, so then the get would be puzzle, and we're including lasuye, says the Gemara, shar any cases that even have a lav, namely any marriage where there's a lav, then there's going to be, uh, if that's a condition in the get, then the get is going to be puzzle. Skip the parentheses. We're halfway down on Peheim at Aleph. We're going to be going to the bottom of Peheim at Beis. And the Gemara continues as follows. 
We're going to ask a whole host of questions. One, two, three of them will have, four of them will have answers. And then at the end of this piece of Gemara, we're going to have like a dozen questions, a little bit less, maybe five or six questions, all of which will end in a teku. And all of which are dealing with the following. Where is the line of Croesus if the husband leaves over a remnant of his control in the marriage? Let's get started. The Gemara says right after the parentheses, Ba'amine Rava Rav Nachum. What if a husband says you're hereby allowed to marry anyone except that you're not allowed to marry someone who's a child? Says the Gemara, okay, so he's seven years old. So right now, that's he's not a bar havaya. He's not someone with whom kiddushin can be chal at all. Zero. Or, but we know that in due time he will be. So is that considered a level of control, a level of non-crisis, which would create for a, a real condition in the get? We already learned the answer to this. We have a brysa. What does the brysa say? The brysa says two-thirds of the way down. That a young girl is able to be miskareshes. I think I said miskadeshes. Ketana miskareshes can be divorced after the kedushin of her father, which is very interesting because usually the kedushin of the father is a dinder abanan, but in order to divorce, the chorot, so implicit in the Gemara, that the, the chorot should be a dinder for the geras. So says the Gemara, am I? Why would this be the case? After all, we need the etzia and the v'haisa, we need the get and we need the kedushin to be on the same page. And if the kedushin is only derabanan, then the get should only be derabanan. This question of the Gemara implies that the Kedushan is Darabonim and the Get is the Oraisa. Ella, rather, it must instead be that if by virtue of the fact that the Ketana could be Miskaresh, it must be that since down the road she's going to be Agdola and she will have the capacity to divorce me, the Oraisa, therefore it works. Same thing is true that a woman who is told by her husband, you're able to be mis, uh, your miskareshes to me, you can marry anyone in the world except for a katan. We are concerned about such a condition and we get would be possible if such a condition would have been made. What about chutmin noladin? A man says you can marry anyone on earth, provided that they're born already, but not someone who isn't yet born. Says the Gemara, hashta miha lo isyalid, would we say that right now that's really not a problem because right now that baby's not born yet and therefore I understand that, that makes sense. However, Odilma, perhaps we could say, just like a child will become a gadol here too, a sidi dimisyaldi, there will be more children born into the world. So how do we look at this? Amar Lehi says, and we're about three-fourths of the way down, Tani Tua. This too, we learned in our Mishnah. We learned in our Mishnah right here. We didn't talk about this in our Mishnah. So where do we draw this from? The Gemara brings a very clever, um, a very clever answer to our question. We're trying to figure out a ba- about a baby who's not yet born versus a baby who is born. And the Gemara compares this to our case of Imisa, if you want to say what you're trying to say about a nolad, so then perhaps we can say that even though the Eved and even though the Goy right now are not perfectly halachically Jewish, like the Eved a little bit, but even though they're not fully halachically Jewish to the point that a woman can't marry either of them, perhaps we should say that maybe down the road that there's going to be a Gior. And uh, maybe we should say the same thing down the road, even though the baby's not born yet. Maybe we should be concerned that the baby's going to be born, and maybe that should be a real tanai in the get. So says the Gemara, no. Hanach, these people, the Evid and the, and the Ovid Kochavim, lav le'igiyure They're not like in line at Bezdin to be Megayer. Yes, it's possible, but babies are automatic. Babies happen. They're not automatic, but Lemais and babies are born. But it's not the standard fare that a goy converts. I just got a phone call today from someone from a woman who said she adopted a baby 
the mother's a yid, so the baby's a goy right? So, okay, by this case, it's more likely that the kid's going to convert because he's in the context of a yid of a Jewish home. So under those circumstances, we can make a, if the baby's going to convert properly in a, in a firm rabbinical court, so then we can do a bris b'shem malchus. Some posts can even allow it to say But if you have stamagoy, we don't assume that they're going to convert. But honey, when we're talking about the birth of children, just go look at the birthing rates. We know the statistics. Go look. And the Gemara says over here, And therefore, the condition, should be a valid one. The Gemara then says, what if a man says to his wife, you can hereby marry anyone, except for the husband of your sister, the brother-in-law. It says the Gemara, would that be considered valid? Right now, the woman thinks to herself, my sister is still married to her husband. He's not shy to me anyway. So maybe we should look at it in a, in a moment in time and say he's also to me anyways. And the condition's ridiculous. No different than the first half of the Mishnah. Oh, Dilmar, perhaps we should say that Zimnan, it certainly does happen, that that down the road, it could be the case that after the divorce, maybe the sister will die, and then the brother-in-law would then become available to her. We don't know the answer to this. So Amar Le, the response to this was, Tani Tuhar, we have this also in our Mishnah, referring to the same exact case in our Mishnah, the Oved, the Eved, the Oved, the It says, the Gemara, Eved, the Oved, the Oved, the so maybe we should say that the Eved and the Ovid Kochavim can also change over. They can also convert. So it says the Gemara over here, this is not a raya to our question. Geirus lo shchicha. Conversions are not so common. Far more people die than convert. Misa shchicha. However, Misa shchicha, so you can't bring a raya from me. What if a man says, chutz mi zimuseich? He says, I hereby allow you to be divorced on the condition that you don't have any znos with anyone. Meaning you're not allowed to sleep with someone out of wedlock. That's all right. Also, Asr. So, said the Gemara is trying to analyze is that condition that he put in that she's not allowed to be Mazana, like holding a cloud over her to the point that the crisis would be questionable. Do we say that he's not restricting her from getting married? She can get married, and at that point, she can sleep with her husband, no problem. But he's just making a condition that's out of wedlock. So how would that work? Just says the Gemara, do we say, he didn't limit her in the suin, so therefore all is well and good. Or do we say, that he is restricting her from intercourse, from Tash to Biznus, and Afal that it's Aser, but he's restricting something that uh, he has a control over her, and therefore it should be problematic. We have a riot for this as well. Last of the short lines, the, the Mishnah that we learned on this page, which is a third of the way down, says, but the father had given a sample of the Ava Ulavich. What was the condition that the husband was giving in regards to the fathers, to his father and to her father? And if you want to say that the, the husband was worried that his uh, wife after divorce would then marry either his father or her father, that's ridiculous. Can't be that he was warning her about Nisuin. There, the Nisuin is not Chal. We discussed this already. Kedushin is not Chal in regards to a person's father and in regards to a person's father-in-law. So if that's the case, that can't be what we're talking about. El Alav says the Gemara must be that we're talking about business. And our Mishnah only included the case of Ulav Ulavi Chudeloshir. In that case, it's not considered to be uh, something that's restrictive in regards to the get. But it would be considered an overreach of the husband to say you're not allowed to sleep with anybody else. Says the Gemara, not a good raya, because Dilma binisuin to Avar Maybe, in fact, they did talk tried to get married to the father. Afalpi that there was no chalos kedushin, but maybe that's the structure that they went for. We've seen people try to do crazier things where they try to get married to someone that they can't. 
people, uh, you can think of your own examples. There are plenty of them. What about the next case? And all of the following questions won't have answers to them other than take kushios Says the Gemara, what if a husband says, you're hereby divorced, provided that, as long as all of your Tashmah Shemitah is Kedarka. But if you have Tashmah Shemitah Shalok Kedarka, that's problematic. Is that considered an overreach or no? Because he didn't restrict her, he didn't restrict her in regular Tashmah Shemitah. So therefore, it's not a restriction. It's not a It's not a, a cloud that's hovering over her in regards to her, her creases. Or Dilmar, perhaps, when we talk about Mishkeve Isha, Mishkeve is plural. And Mishkabe refers to both Bia uh, Kedarka and Bia Shalokadarka. Bichlal, this is a Shailan postkim. It's quoted in Shulchan Aruch, and it's a very big discussion. But Lemaisa, it's considered to be uh, a form of Tashma Shamita. So perhaps it's the case that he's leaving that tether, that halachic link between him and her by restricting her from Bia Shalokadarka. So that we don't know the answer to. What if he says, I'm going to divorce you, but I still will have some control over the Nadar. What do we, uh, do we say that she's still allowed to marry and the part of control that he still has isn't about marriage. It's about the, her Nadarim. Odelmar, perhaps he that the Torah says that only a husband is involved in that and therefore this is a husband type of thing that he's holding on to and therefore that does interfere with the priestess. What about he says you're divorced but you can keep eating truma if she's an Aisha's coin, which by the way is problematic. But even if he said it, it doesn't matter. Let's see. Do we say there's no cloud hanging over her in regards to marriage. She can marry whoever she wants. She gets a perk that she gets to eat the chuma. Or Dilma, Kenyan, Or do we say that no, since the whole heter for a woman to eat, the truma is the of Kenyan Kaspo. So therefore, she now appears to still be tethered to her husband, even though it's really not about marriage. And then that says the Gemara, what about I? He says, you're here by divorce, but I get to keep a, a tethering to your Yerusha. So that if you die, the husband says to the now divorced wife, I get to keep your uh, your bank account. Do we save in the He's not involved in her Nisuan. He's not holding a cloud over her, a tether to her in regards to Nisuan. Um, uh, Odilmar, perhaps, Alish Ero, Viyarash, Osaksib, that the Psukim speak about this, that there's a link between marriage and between Yerusha. So we don't know the answer to that. And then the Gemara says, Mahu, he says, as long as you don't ever get married, Bishtar. Uh, we'll soon learn next week in Hashem, in the beginning of Masechah's Kedushin, we will learn that there's uh, other options to get married. We don't do the other options nowadays in regards to Kedushin, but um, we typically get married, which is and one of the things of Masada Kedushin will tell the Aiden who are there is, does this look like it's worth a Shabba Pruta? Because in order to get married, the kesef has to be of a shavaprutas. So when a husband hands her that get, he hands her that kedushin, excuse me, it has to be a shavaprutas. So if the husband says, you're hereby divorced as long as you never get married with kesef again, do we say, well, so what? She can get married in other ways. Oh, Dilmar, perhaps, or do we say, no, the yitzia and the haisa, we need all of the opportunities to get married to be halachically equal. And if the husband restricts any of the three possibilities of kesef, star, and bia, then that's considered an overreach. Take We don't know the answer to any of this last set of questions. Now we have a machlokas in our mission at the very bottom of Peheim and Aleph going to the top of Peheim. And basically, Gemara says, Gufo shall get. What is the actual text of the get? So the Tanakhama holds, it's quite simple. All you have to write is, You are permissible to marry anybody else. This doesn't say, I hereby divorce you. Nothing simple. In fact, we'll see in a moment in the Gemara, this is called a Yad. 
This is called a reference to the fact that you're divorced. It doesn't say you're hereby divorced. It just says something that is clearly implicit about the fact that you're divorced. If a husband says to a wife, you're mutaris the chol adam, nope, then you're mutaris the chol adam. And as we turn to the top of Pehamid Bays, we'll see that there's a dissenting approach here. And the next shita in the Mishnah on the top of Peheim and Bez is the shita of Rabbi Huda. He doesn't believe in the Yad, as we'll soon see in the Gemara. He's super explicit. Omer, what does he need to say? Vidain, in this, that you're taking from me, Sefer Tiruchin, it's a document to separate me from you, it's a letter that I'm that you should leave, we get Peturin, and again, a, a document that separates us, uh, this is to you. For you to be allowed to marry anybody else. Very, very different approaches. The Tanakhama is much more broad, broad allowing a Yad. And Rabbi Yehuda is far more detailed and explicit, seemingly not allowing a Yad. And unrelated, Gufo shall get Shechor. What about a get Shechor? Unrelated at least to Anisha. Those two languages work. So first, the Gemara just compares and contrasts the first part of our Mishnah to the second. What if the language of an Isha is used for a get shikhrur? And what if the language of a get shikhrur is used for an Isha? The Gemara says five lines down on Peheim and Bez, Shita, and we know the following to be true. If a man says to his wife, You are a Baschorin, that's a zero. And Amar Lala Shifraso, if a man says to the shifcha, if a man says to the maidservant, that too does not work in, uh, in that direction. So says the Gemara, What about the final language that we see in the Gemara of Hareat Atzmech? Says the Gemara, Do we say that really what he's trying to do is to say that we're actually properly, fully divorced? Oh, or perhaps we say that the language of Hareat Atzmech is. Uh, you don't need to give me your money anymore if you're going to take care of yourself. We have an answer to this question. The Mishnah says in regards to the language of a get shikhrur, as we just saw on the top of the page, is that if a man says to, if a Baal says to uh, the Eved that you are a Baschorin or you are to yourselves, then they go free. Just like an Eved, the Kani Le where the Baal actually owns the Eved, and there, and there, when he owns her, the language frees her up and says, you're no longer an Eved, then Isha the low Kanikufa, then a woman whom we don't own uh, our wives, that's not how that works. There's an, an aspect of a kingdom, we don't own their physical bodies. So there, local shikane, all the more so this language should work. Next, Omar Le Ravina the Ravashi, if a man says to his Eved, I have nothing to do with you anymore. So Amr Le Rav Khanin the Ravashi, Rav Khanin says to Ravashi, and the Amri La, Rav Khanin, Mechuzna the Ravashi, we're not sure which Rav Khanin it was, apparently they were two different people. Tashma Tanya, we have a Brisa. Hamocher Avdo the Ove Kochavim, if a man sells his Eved to a Goy, Yatza Lecherus Vitzarach, get Shechro Merav Orisho, then he needs to go free. And he needs to get a star shikhrur that says that really he, he should be free from the Rabo Rishon, from the first husband, from the first Baal, I should say. 
And the Brisa continues, When is this true? That's only true when Ono was not written. We'll see what that means in a moment. But if Ono was written, then Zehu Shichruro. Then he, in fact, would be free. It says the Gemara, my Ono, only when you run away, that's when you're going to be free. If that language is written, then says the Gemara, then uh, that's going to be their Shichron. All right, that brings us halfway down on the page. We're going to dig in a little bit to Rabbi Yehuda. This will bring us to the second to last line on the page, and we'll be stopping right there at the bottom of the page. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, language that we saw on the very top of the page in the Mishnah, the language of Rabbi Yehuda, that this that I am giving you from me is a Sefer Teiruchen. It's a book that separates us It's a letter that makes us leave one another. Why is it that the Rabbanon, are, that the Tanakama is super simple and he can use a Yad and he says, you can go marry anybody else. The language of you can go marry anybody else is not explicit. It doesn't actually say that they're divorced, but the Tanakhama says that the implications are, are perfect, no problem at all. Masha'in Kane, according to Rabbi Yehuda, we need all of this express and explicit language that the divorce has taken place. So the Gemara says, that when you have a Yad, when you have a reference to the reality, and the reference here is not that I am hereby divorcing you. The reference is just that you're a harat mutaras the You can marry anyone. What's implied from that? If a husband says you can go marry everyone, what does it imply? So the Tanakhama says, Pasha, what it implies. Everybody knows what it implies. It's a basic view that you obviously are divorced. However, the reason why the Chachanah don't like it is because they don't hold of Yadai. And let's first finish up the sheet of the Tanakhama. So the Rabbanon say that Yadayim she'en mochichos havyon Yadayim, the Afal Gavdo, Lokos of Lavadein, and even though it doesn't say explicitly that this is for you and we are divorced like Rabbi Huda, Mokcha Milsa, the Baha'i Gita, Kamegarish Lam. It's Pashut, it's clear. She's holding a document, and it says on it that the husband says she can go marry anybody else. The Tanakhama holds of the opinion that Yadayim are mochichos. Even Yadayim she'en mochichos havyon Yadayim. And then Rabbi Yehuda Savar, no, Rabbi Yehuda argues and says, No, the get needs to be explicit. It cannot only be implicit. The time of the cost of love has been, and the reason why we need to be so explicit, as we have the language at the very top of this page, this is the document for me to you, the Sefer Tiruchin Bechulay. The reason why we have all of this is because the Mukhamilsa, the Baha'i. Um, Sorry, yeah, but time of the cost of Lebedain, because only then the Mokhamilsa, the Baha'i Gita Kamagarishla, then it's crystal clear. Nothing is left to, left to chance. Aval, low cost of Lebedain, if we wouldn't have written that, Amri, I might have argued that Bidibura Garsha, Ushtara Raya Almu, maybe because the star is not explicit. I might have thought that it was only being used as an ancillary proof, uh, but really the verbal was the, uh, the attempted divorce, and a verbal divorce doesn't work. And now the Gemara just goes through some very brief halachos as to the spelling of the language of Rabbi Huda's Aramaic phraseology. Amar Hayman de Kosav Gita. If a person is going to write a get like Rabbi Huda would have written it, lo lichtov vidain with a yud in it, demashma vidin, ela vidain. You should write it the proper way without the yud. Because otherwise, instead of saying, and this is your get, it sounds like the halacha is that we should get divorced, vidin. And that's not correct. And as well, below Lichtov Igeres with a Yud, the Mashma Igeres with a Yud, which is a roof, it's a different word. Ella, you should write Igeres without a Yud, which implies a letter, which is exactly what we want the implications to be. Below Lichtov Limhach, that this is for you, 
with a yud in it, demashma li mehach, to uh, me from you, which is completely not correct. Don't mix up the hay and make it into a ches, demashma kichucha, that it's like some kind of joke or some kind of uh, some kind of humorous, uh, you know, purimshtik. And also, and each of these two words should be with with three yuds in them. It's not normal spelling. Why do we do that? Because without the extra yud, and the double yud in Aramaic and grammar implies the language of they and not the language of you. And you should lengthen the vav of teiruchin and the vav de shvukin. Make sure the vavs are long enough. Why? The mashma trichin ushvikin, because if you don't do that, then that also will be a different word and have a different implication. The lurche levav de kadu, and also as well that uh, when if we use the language of kadu, so the Gemara says we should make sure that we do that. The mashma ukdi, if you mess up the yud, then that would also be a problem. Below lichtov the yisnaspa with an aleph, the mashma lo yisnaspa, because it looks like you can break up the word to lo and yisnaspa, rather elo the hisnaspa with a hey, so that there wouldn't be such a concern. Last but not least, the Gemara says seven lines from the bottom of the page, yibayelahu, bo'inon v'dein or lo bo'inon v'dein. How do we paskin? Do we paskin like the Chacham who are relying on Yadaim Shainam Mochichos Havin Yadaim? You can just say you can hereby marry any man. And that's of course implicit there's a divorce. Oh no. Or instead, do we say that we hold like the uh, like Rabbi Huda and we need the explicit language? So Zakdangavara, the Gemara says, Toshma, the Iskin Rava, Rava made a takana, Begite, he would say, Ech ploni bar planya that uh, the husband is going to divorce this wife, but Tarech Yas plus Nisa. And on in Chasei, the Havas in Kadam, this woman they used to be uh, married before Dina, Miyoma Element, but but from now on they're divorced. What do we see in here that we don't have the exact language of Rabbi Huda? We don't have the language of the Dain. So says the Gemara, the Dain Loka Amar. So Raya that Rava doesn't hold like the Shita of Rabbi Huda must be held like the Rabbanu. The Gemara says that makes no sense. Well, the Tamech, according to you, Kolumi Amar, he doesn't hold like anybody. Because the language that he's using here is not found according to the Tanakama, the Rabbanon, and it's not count, found according to Yehuda. It says the Gemara, Rather, we assume that we do need that language, and we are only getting a snippet of what Rava would have put into a get, but not the full picture. But really, we do seem to need that. The Rambam seems to quote this, Halacha Lamaisa. This is also quoted in Shulchan Aruch and Ebon Ezer, Simen Kufnun Dalet, Siv Kuf Aleph, in the Rama and the Chorah, our getting have to be much more explicit. We'll stop right here and we'll pick up tomorrow at the very bottom line of Pay Hamid Days, wishing you all a beautiful night.